0: Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's time to meet our community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County. Powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio. Streaming live from our studios here at the University of California, Irvine's Beale Applied Innovation Center with the streaming king himself, John Gutierrez. Thank you, Paul. Welcome, everybody,
1: to, once again, one of our amazing our community podcast shows powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. I'm your host, John Gutierrez, here with the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce as your vice president. We have another special guest today. She's one of our ambassadors here at the chamber. She's also the CEO of OC Credit and Business Builders. She's a co-founder of Tacos El Carpintero and also co-founder of Kingdom Builders. She's a wife, mother, entrepreneur. Community volunteer and a woman of God. Welcome, Erika Garcia.
2: Hi, Johnny. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me here today.
1: Yes, thank you for being with us. I know Mexico's playing right now. Viva Mexico. Viva, Mexico. Viva USA. They Viva moved on, USA. right? So I know for those, those of you watching the World Cup, you can still listen in to our show. We appreciate you tuning in. Um, and we're so glad to have you on our show because I know you've been involved with our hispanic chamber for a long time and so we thank you and appreciate all your support
2: absolutely i've been to many many chambers and
1: this is the best (laughs) absolutely we're like one big family right? yes
2: always feeling the love um i remember that when i went to the first event that's really what i felt just loved and welcomed so i love the oc hispanic chamber of commerce
1: that's awesome thank you And, and we'll go into the chamber and all that In a little bit, and we'll talk about some of the things you're doing in the community, obviously your businesses, because you do so much. And I think it's great, because here at the Chamber, we focus on entrepreneurs, businesses, obviously corporations, everything we're doing in the community. And there's so much that you're doing in the community. But first and foremost, our audience would like to get to know you. Who's Erika? Where did she grow up? And tell us about a little bit about you, if you wish to share some of your family, some hobbies. Tell us a little bit about Erika.
2: Absolutely. Born in Celaya, Guanajuato. Uh, So, Mexico. Guanajuato? Guanajuato, yes. I've been there. I've been
1: there one time.
2: (laughs) Panza Verde. (laughs) Wow, is that the momias? That's the momias, yes. Um, uh, Funny story with that, though. I came to the U.S. when I was five, and I had no idea what panza verde or momias were, not until a few years ago. What is panza verde? So, they make the leather, and because they they specialize in the leather They have their, their vest And since they're doing all the cutting All the stomach gets green because of the leather So that's why they call them panzas verdes Interesting Yes, and I didn't know that And everybody would tell me, oh, panza verde, panza verde And one day I'm like, okay I was born there, but I have no idea what panza verde means And that's really what it is They specialize in a lot of leather in León
1: When I graduated from high school I went to Guanajuato as one of our trips With my family And we went to Michoacán, Jalisco, where my parents are from, Guadalajara, and we went to Guanajuato, small town, like, everything's, like, really tight, and we went to El Callejón del Beso, right? Yes. Um, And, uh, you know, me being not so tall, I felt very tall, because everybody's... (laughs) Everything is tiny. They're really small people, right? And, uh, but it was really cool. It was just, it's a beautiful place, the way the homes are built right a lot of brick
2: brick a lot of color Mm -hmm. Um, a lot a lot of color i i again growing uh, I was born there but I wasn't raised there so when I would see pictures and I would hear everything about Guanajuato and then now me just going back as an adult and experiencing it like it's absolutely beautiful but yes I'm, I'm short so when I'm there I feel like everything is good
1: <laughs> yeah I remember being with my mom and we went to the the Guanajuato church yes and there was a, as soon as we walked in there was a lady like you said not not very tall lady but she was carrying her child like on her back or I can't remember, but she was literally on her knees praying. And that for me was just like, wow. And, and, The floor is like bricks, right? And she's praying in this beautiful church that's I think very famous, like around the world in Guanajuato. So Guanajuato, if you haven't been to it, folks, you definitely want to go out.
2: Absolutely
1: beautiful. Wow! So you moved here when you were five.
2: When I was five, yeah, I moved here. Do you um,
1: remember any of that as a kid?
2: um, I do because it was traumatic for me. Um, My mother lived here, and my first five years of my life I spent with my grandma. And then one day my mother showed up that I really didn't remember. Because, you know, it was, she left us there, not because she wanted to leave us. She wanted something better for us. So she came here to the U.S., to, made enough money to bring my brother and I here. And at five, she says, okay, you guys are coming with me.
1: Your mom? My By yourself. Mom,
2: yes. So then. Wow. Uh, so then here I am, uh, a spoiled little brat in Mexico with my grandma, because I had everything my mom did here. And then I come here to the U.S. to share my um, toys with my sister because now she had two other kids <laughs> and that was difficult for me the transition uh, the transition yeah Interesting. coming here to the u.s um, not speaking english it's amazing how things have changed now now uh, schools promote for you to be bilingual but back then it was actually i would get punished i would get detention if i would speak spanish so it was it was difficult uh, like i said i came here um i am Uh, a wife i am a a daughter and i am a mother i have three siblings okay uh, uh, laura uh, eddie and caesar shout Uh, out to the kids yes and uh, those are my siblings and my children catherine (laughs) yeah siblings (laughs) and and i'm telling i'm saying this because family for me is really important i don't have a big family i have a very small family Um, it's my mother my three brothers and then my children and my husband so wow yes i have uh, three kids i have cassandra and i have my daughter katherine and my son uh, cj that's right
1: That's yes right. yes yes and and so before we go into the family and all that so growing up where did you grow up did you grow up in what city
2: santana santana <laughs> yes santana. i'm a santanera yes wow. yes and, and
1: what schools did you go to do you mind sharing uh,
2: yes i went to lathrop i went that's my junior high yes
1: i went to century century that's my alma mater
2: i didn't even know this i know this is crazy and then i ended up in caesar chavez because i did not make the right choices and i ended up in chavez but i still graduated so i'm really proud of that
1: interesting and so how and where did you decide that hey I'm going to decide that I want to be an entrepreneur because you have that entrepreneur spirit in you, right?
2: Yeah. Um, I actually didn't discover that until I was 28 years old, Uh, living under a rock with a single mother. Literally, I lived under a rock. I didn't know anything. I didn't know there was such a thing as hiking. I didn't know that there was network events. I always had this fire in me growing up, and the life I lived was hard. I lived a really hard life, like I'm sure a lot of Latino um, people. Children with single mothers, um, and I just knew that everything around me wasn't what I wanted. But I knew there had to be something better. And not until what age?
1: What age was that?
2: I mean, this is like all the way from when I came here to the U.S. All the way up till maybe twenty-eight years old. Really? Yeah. I just I I so married you really at a young. young. <laughs> you at a
1: young age to like the hustle, right?
2: Yes. You know, just seeing my mother. Um, she is. I love her so much because being a single mother, she struggled a lot and always just trying to give us the best, always working a uh, part-time job, no English. Um, it was just, it was hard. We didn't have a car for us, you know, going to eat. It was like McDonald's. That was like, you know, a good, good restaurant because we didn't luxury. It was, <laughs> it was a luxury. Yeah, I
1: remember <laughs> that. It's interesting. You bring that up when we were kids growing up. Um, I think it was eighth grade, uh, when my dad's uh, boss invited him to come over for, I think it was maybe for Christmas party for the company. My dad was a landscape worker. And I remember being there and uh, they brought in a box of, I think back then was Burking King. And the kids all had a little crown. And i remember going over to to look at this box and the kids were like hey you don't want a cheeseburger and i'm like what is that what is that? <laughs> right and they're like, and they all looked at me like i was like from mars and they're like you don't know what a cheeseburger is and i'm like no because we grew up eating frijoles tortillas cereal like home stuff right my mom and dad would make birria for the community they you know have extra food from there and so not not knowing what a cheeseburger was or fast food in the '90s or late '80s was unique for us. Yeah. And uh, hey,
2: at least you had birria. <laughs> I didn't even know what that was. We would well, we had off. birria
1: because they would hire my dad to make birria. <laughs> oh, we would, they would hire my dad to make birria, and then that's kind of how my dad would negotiate. Hey, I'll give it to you at a discount price to make it for you, if you give me some like meat to keep. And uh, so that was interesting how my dad would barter, right? Yeah. But... It just takes me back to the Santana days, uh, where we grew up on Highland. Where did you grow up?
2: Um, I grew up by Bishop in like Main Street, kind of like Ma- uh, McFadden area. No way! Yeah. and wow. and it's crazy because I I didn't live, you know, back in the days. I mean, it was there was it was a lot of gangs. It was just bad. So, so
1: you didn't grow up too far for because I grew up on Highland and Flower. And Flower, yeah, I no. went to that Santa Boys Club as a kid. My I, I went life. there too. No
2: way! Yes, this is crazy. <laughs> we didn't. Ha- my mom didn't have childcare, so hey. Hey. That Boys and Girls, Girls Club, Club was awesome yes. in Santa Ana.
1: Like, it, it saved all of us from being in the streets. Being in you're the right. Streets, there so. was a lot of gangs back then. Mm-hmm. A lot of drugs in the neighborhood. So, thankfully, hey, shout out to the Boys and Girls Club in Santa Ana. Yeah. Uh, because they did wonders, I think. They did miracles.
2: Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. I know that a lot of things could have happened to me if I wasn't there after school instead of being home and getting in trouble.
1: I don't know if you were there when they had a... Well, it was kind of way back. I was... They had a wood shop there.
2: Yes, I actually did. I no did way. a lot of the workshops. Yes. Oh my
1: god! Not too shit. many people know about the no. wood shop. They had a really cool wood shop in that the back. That was one of my favorites. No way! Yes. That's so funny. Small world. See, you never know. <laughs> Who we're going to interview on the show and have so much in common. <laughs> so much
2: in common. Yeah, because yes. Lowell
1: Elementary School there, that's where I went to school. Mm-hmm. And then now there's a P- Pico Pico or Pio Pico? There's an elementary school they built in front of the boys club. Yeah, not um, sure. And there used to be a bunch of apartments. Okay. Which... Had a lot of, unfortunately, yeah. just drugs mm-hmm. and the whole bad. You know. Um,
2: what uh, elementary did you go to? I went to Franklin.
1: So I went to Lowell, and okay. then I went to Lake.
2: Oh, Lake. Okay. And then, and then I went
1: to Santa. My freshman year, transferred to Century because Century had Got just it. opened. Okay. Um. And and uh. But we're all Santaneros, right? Yes. And so you were in your whole life in Santa Ana,
2: pretty much pretty much all my life um when i turned 16 you know like i said growing up with my mom she she was in and out of an abusive uh, relationship and i just i knew i didn't want any of that i didn't know what was good but i just knew i didn't want that and at the age of 16 i started working and i remember you know um where we lived because obviously she couldn't afford more it was always either a little studio waking up with roaches in my mouth and at 16 yeah it was bad like it was bad and at 16 when i started working i looked at my mom and i said we're moving out of here so for me santa Ana, now as an adult like i see how much um need and and now i have a different view for santa Ana. but at first it was traumatic because everything that i lived in santa Ana was bad i mean yeah. i was harassed there i mean there was just so much and i said roaches waking up to roaches in my mouth um at 16 wow. i said mom uh we have a job and and let's get out of here and that's do you remember that down. first job yeah i worked at disneyland no way <laughs> yes, that's disneyland. that's hard
1: to get right like a job yes. at disneyland yeah
2: but you know god has always been good to me and i've always um been around people that either have seen something or just want to help out and and i met this wonderful lady and she said hey i could get you in and Got me
1: in. What an opportunity!
2: Yes, it was.
1: It presented itself. You took it.
2: Yeah, and I learned so much there. I
1: learned so that much. would have too. been tough going to Disneyland in Anaheim. That's pretty far. Yes, as I a would take. Year old. I
2: would take the bus.
1: Really, I, I always t- like to ask questions about stuff like that because my wife always talks about that when she was young and she lived in Santa Ana, and she would take the bus to uh, where modern day high school is across the street she worked at a cleaners there and how she would take the bus and i never experienced that taking the bus i would actually walk everywhere i used to work walk from santa ana on highland and flower all the way to century and i just got used to walking a lot so taking the bus i mean there's a lot of people in the bus yeah. it's it's dangerous well, for And
2: when kid. i was living in santa ana i lived on uh, cyprus and bishop for a you know for half of my life there and then from there we moved to 17 on 17 and main street okay and that was still going to high school so i would walk from 17. by norms is that by norms yes i would walk from there all the way to century every day
1: no way wow and then one day i'm like way out there that's
2: way out there and then one day i said there has to be a better way and then i discovered the bus so that
1: 17th and main corner there was a flower shop there for many mm-hmm. years. Yeah. My wife worked at that flower shop. No way. Yeah, because every time we go by there, she reminds me. Remember, uh... I used to work and now it's, it's actually now going to be a farmer's merchant bank. We're actually going to be doing the ribbon cutting and the grand opening for it uh, in the next couple months. Oh. They're building a brand new bank there. But So let's take you back to, so as you transition into adulthood, at what point, job-wise, did you say to yourself, like, I want to be an entrepreneur? Because, I mean, we're going to go into some of this stuff here. I mean, I mean, you own a credit business right yes uh you recently started tacos el carpintero which by the way they're amazing tacos they were at our festival recently and just killed it
2: because i make them but they are good
1: (laughs) (laughs) so if you're looking for a taquero right here yes right They, they they have a beautiful setup they have tons of like salsas right yes i like the whole setup
2: thank you and you know what so we've been going to temecula every tuesday at the at temecula wine and beer uh, garden and right now we are known as the best tacos in
1: temecula what? <laughs> yes. <Get it> <laughs> best tacos in temecula right here
2: yes yes and,
1: and that's good because you're not far from it's a it's a really big booming area there. Yeah. The winery, mm-hmm. obviously, the casinos are out. The casinos yeah. out there. So it's a great place to to be involved as far as a entrepreneur, right? Yes. As a small business yes. growing. Yes. What what has yes. been some of the challenges you face or or are facing right now, launching that business?
2: Honestly, I haven't had any. Really? Yes. Okay. I think this 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 was something that I, it was really sent from from up above, and and God just really has opened up. Like all the doors.
1: But I know your husband has a background in that industry, right? He does, yes. His so,
2: so he grew up um, in Leon. And he, all his family have either taco uh, restaurants or they've been in the taco business. So he grew up with that. So this is not new to us.
1: Oh, that's great. It's
2: just he grew up with it, and it's something that we always wanted to do as a family: open up a restaurant. And then, you know, uh, all the all the businesses that we have, they've never been. Oh, one day I said I want to do this. No, they've just been either because of need, um, either just a desire that I've had, and then they just happen. So one day we're talking and we're like hey you know what if we were to like open up a taco business and we opened up a taco business and it's been it's been great we have not had any challenges for that business yet but i really think because it's it's really god's behind it all
1: (laughs) tell tell everybody i know you specialize in certain particular i mean you do all tacos But what is that one? Is it lomo, right?
2: It's lomo, yes. That is our house. So now we call it el carpintero, our house special. (laughs) We figure you know, we kept saying lomo lomo and a lot of people don't know what lomo is and we had to sit there and try to What is Lomo in English? So lomo it's pork shoulder. Okay. It's pork shoulder. And we, we cook that for anywhere, it cooks anywhere between 15 to 20 hours.
1: So it's look. so slowly slow cooks. Look. Yes. So it's almost like birria. Because birria, like birria cooks really slow and it just falls apart. Yes. So, oh man, I'm getting hungry just thinking about this. It's good. Paul's like, why didn't you bring some of those tacos? <laughs> look at Paul, our producer over here. She's no. like, <laughs> So
2: the difference between ri, birria and lomo is the birria, you take, it's a lot of it in the broth, what's good. Okay. This is the actual meat, the Flavors in the meat, not in the broth.
1: Wow. So, all I know is that our recent festival that you were at with us, um, our Fight Cancer Foundation fundraiser we did. You had a line of people for hours and hours, and then at nighttime, I remember you making those really cool, like nachos, they're like <laughs> little mini nachos, mini nachos, yeah. yes, yeah. You with put, Lomo. You put Lomo, you put the chips, and then you had like a special sauce on top,
2: yeah, right? The chipotle sauce, that chipotle sauce. So-
1: oh, <laughs> Paul, you missed out, Paul. It was, look, look at Paul's face over there, he's like, Come on, and bring me stuff.
0: <laughs> I'm getting hungry just listening to this, Jeff. So, you're
1: teasing me here i know i know so so for those of you that are looking for so you would do those tacos and also maybe like the little nachos or other
2: yes stuff? so we do that we do okay. nachos i mean we have a full menu we have nachos we do uh loaded potatoes quesadillas um uh, so so it's not just the tacos
1: that's good yeah. to know because a lot of people here at Taquero and they think oh they're just gonna come make tacos, tacos right yeah. No, there's there's other stuff. There we have other stuff, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. and, and then how about, do you also, I think you also have drinks, right? You we make...
2: do drinks, you know, the aguas frescas. Right yeah. now, with the cold season, we do ponche. And again, not because I do it, but I make really good ponche. So everybody
1: listening, <laughs> what is ponche? Because I know what ponche is, ponche, but let's explain the that. The best
2: way that I could describe it, it's like a hot sangria.
1: Oh, yeah. So okay. ponche,
2: it's a, it's a hot drink that is done with um, just different fruits. Um, it has um, c- cinnamon, um, apples, I put cranberries, okay. uh, jamaica, tamarindo. And you, and you cook it and, and ferment then it? Yeah, you cook it and ferment it, yeah. And okay. it, it basically cooks for at least three hours, the same.
1: So it's a nice, warm, a nice warm you know, uh, juice that is good and soothing for the cold weather For the cold
2: weather, yes. And some people like to add some rum, some tequila. (laughs) I'm sure Paul doesn't like that.
1: Right, Paul?
0: No. No. (laughs) None of that for me, thank you. Mr. Michigan over there, it's freezing. What I meant to say is just give me the rum and the tequila and all that other stuff,
1: right? Well, that is awesome. So aside from the taco business you just launched, I also know that you have kingdom builders kingdom builders what yes. is kingdom builders
2: Kingdom builders that is our construction company um, that my husband and I have and we do you know all kinds of construction and then during the Christmas season we do Christmas light installations as well.
1: Yes. Yes. So those of you listening that need Christmas lights, you got to call Erica. She's actually going to be out in our house doing our lights tonight. Yes. Um, Which, by the way, thank you because I'm scared of heights. And and this woman climbs up. Like, I didn't know it was you that did it. We were just talking about this before the show. I didn't know that you climbed up to, like, these rooftops. Yes. And you're, like, hanging there like (laughs) Spider-Man.
2: Well, I had no idea that. I like the height so much. Until you know, I went up there to one roof, and my husband—he's probably gonna hate me don't, for this. Don't say <laughs> it. Don't say it. I won't say don't it. Okay, say he it. knows. But anyway, he prefers I go, to stay prefers
1: doing the lights at the bottom.
2: At the bottom, yes. yes. He's really good at that. Yeah. Um, so I go up in a roof, and when I'm up there, it's just. I just feel free.
1: Really? Yeah. Do you like stand up there on top of the house and just kind of look around at the view? All the time. Really? Yeah. I just wow. go up
2: there and just feeling the breeze. You and know just... what would happen
1: with me? I'd be shivering. I'd be like, <laughs> no. I need to get down. <laughs> Paul, I don't know, but uh, you're the same way. I don't like heights.
2: <laughs> I think it was meant to be a bird or something. <laughs> the higher, the better. She was
0: saying before the show, maybe I shouldn't type up and say this, but she said when she gets stressed, she goes up on the roof. It's like I grew up with the old drifter song, up on the roof. You know? <laughs> On the roof, yeah. She goes up on the roof to get away. I can't imagine climbing up on a roof to get away. I I want to get away from the roof.
2: No, it's an amazing feeling. So if you've never tried it, I really highly encourage you to do
1: it. Well, that's that's awesome that you like to do that. Now, tell us a bit about also the credit and business builders because that's huge. I know a lot of people in the real estate industry right now, it's a roller coaster, right? And so you help people... Fix their credit, right? Yes. So that is that is huge, right? Tell everybody a little bit about what you do there.
2: Yeah. So credit, um, our, our credit business, it started a few years back. I was in the on in the insurance world, and I don't know, it just you know, insurance is amazing, but it doesn't change people's lives. And I wanted to do something that changed people's lives and credit (laughs) changes people's lives. True. I mean, it is amazing right now. Um, you know, 10 years ago, you didn't need good credit to rent a little house in the back. You need good credit to even rent a room now. So definitely it does changes, uh, people's lives and, and it's a calling that I, that I have and I've been doing. Um, so we do, Two things. We do credit repair and we do debt settlement. Most companies, uh, for you guys that don't know, either they specialize in credit repair or they specialize in um, a debt settlement. Yes. One works with the bureaus and one works with the companies. We do both. Yes. So so basically we build people's credit, people that have had you know, a loss or just something traumatic with their credit, we help them rebuild it. Or people that have not had credit, we help them build credit.
1: You know what's interesting is Credit obviously comes from the word credibility, right? And today I hear a lot of companies, before they hire you, they're actually checking people's credit. Because they're going to see the kind of credibility or history you have as a person. Yeah, Ethically, right? Do you pay your bills on time? Mm -hmm. Right. So I think a lot of people don't realize that or don't know that.
2: Well, there's one other thing that people are checking for now. Before they get married, they're checking... The other person's credit. I actually had a client that came to me. She was going to get married and said, "I do not want to have bad credit when I moved in with my um, with my fiance because I don't want that bad, you know, just that bad that I've been carrying. And I want to fix it. And she's not. She was the first one. Then from there, I had other people. Same thing, you know. They're they're checking the other person's credit. It's so important. Uh, if you're going to marry someone, eventually you want to buy a house, but the other one
1: has bad credit, you can't. It's a funny story. We were actually at Home Depot this weekend talking about credit, and uh, you walk up there, and we're about to buy this Christmas tree, right? It's like my wife wanted the really nice one. That's it's. We're like, you know what? Let's get for the first time one that's not a real tree, because we like to turn on the heater. I do during the winter time, and and my wife's like, it's gonna dry the real tree that we have, right? Because it's gonna dry it up pretty soon. So. We Said okay, let's go to Home Depot and buy one of these trees because my, my sister has one. And as we walk up, the lady says to my wife, Do you want to apply for a credit card? And my wife's like, No, no, we're okay. And she's like, Well, let's, you know, the, the gentleman actually says, It's you know, let's just try it out. And my wife's like, Okay, fine, let's just do it. And she's been working on building her credit, right? And so have I. And so I looked at her and I said, Okay, we'll see what they say. And it comes back, and I and they give her this little paper. <laughs> And she says, "Oh, they gave us five hundred dollar, you know, credit line here at Home Depot." And I'm like, "Oh, that's great!" And the man looks at he goes, "Oh no, that's five thousand dollars." And we were like, "Wow!" Because she'd been working really yep. hard on fixing her credit, and I have to. And I was so proud of her. Yep. I said, "Honey, this is awesome that you've been working on your credit, and they gave us they gave you a five thousand dollar credit limit." And so now the tree went on the because they said, "Oh, we're gonna just put it there." And so it was just interesting how hard work pays off.
2: Oh, most definitely. And, right. you know, I always share this story with people, how important credit is. Especially, I love to teach um, our young generation because I, I feel like I would be in another place if I would have known the importance of credit and just financial literacy period growing up. Obviously, my mom didn't know, so I didn't know and I learned it older. So I always try to teach you know, like my daughter, and and anyone that, that yep. that's just young. But I always teach him this, and um it is more valuable and so much more important to have good credit than three hundred and fifty thousand dollars in your bank account. Now I say that because I had one client that came to me with a score of four seventy wow. and wanted to buy a house. He had three hundred and fifty thousand dollars in his bank account. He wow. said, "I want to buy a house," and he couldn't. Yeah. Now I've had other people that have eight hundred and have zero money to buy a house. Yeah. So it's so much more important.
1: Finding the balance, right? Yeah. Well, I know there's little tricks and I don't want to give away all the tricks. You gotta call Erica, but little tricks like instead of using your debit card, yeah. use your little credit card when you start off that may be $300, 500 And then now with apps on your phone, yes. it's so easy to make a payment, right? Yes. So as soon as you use it, you 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 pay it off, and so what it does, it helps build your credit, as opposed to using your own debit card, right, which gives you no credit.
2: What gives you no credit? Yeah. But you have to also watch out for that, because some people um, just don't know how to manage it, and that's where they they just
1: lose control. Like overspend.
2: Like overspend. Yes. A
1: certain percentage that you shouldn't yes. be spending. Yes. So
2: I'm gonna share this with you guys. Don't don't. I won't. Don't give the tricks. You <laughs> I'm gotta not call give Erica. A trick. Call me then. You gotta call Erica. <laughs> don't give him
1: all the tricks. <laughs> okay,
2: I was going to, but he said no. Sorry, guys. You guys gotta call me. You got to call Erica.
1: <laughs> you got to get a hold of her. How do they reach you, Erica? Because I know we only have a few minutes. Paul's giving me the, the stinky eye already. <laughs> He's like, you only got two minutes left.
2: So how um, do they get a hold of you? All social media platforms, okay. at OC uh, Biz Builders, or you could find me just with my name, Erica Garcia. Okay. Um, L- Erica with the K. With a K, yes. yes. Erica with a K. Yeah. Um, you could also call me. Um, is it okay to get my number? That's
1: up to you. <laughs> uh, if, or an email. You want to share an email? Yeah, yeah it's, up I, to you.
2: it's you. You could email me at OC Biz Builders. Uh, dot com but sorry it... no 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 that was my website gmail dot com my the website as well you could do ocbizbuilders
1: dot com that's good the website's good because they yes. can go there research and they can send you a message there right yes. i think it's so critical that if you need help and everybody does at some point building that credit it's huge like you said to buy a property uh to buy a car your interest rates you save so much more money right oh yes so definitely reach out to erica for that and of course you know continue all success with also tacos el carpintero thank you kingdom yes. builders uh and and shout out to the husband and the kids yes. right because we know you are a wife a mother an entrepreneur he's the community better volunteer <laughs> and a woman of god thank you well thank you so much for being on the show and and thank you so much for becoming one of our, our, our ambassadors at the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. We really appreciate that, of course, with Carol Robles and the whole yes. team and media and everybody. Thank you so much for no,
2: that. No, absolutely. I'm super excited about that. I wanted to do it since before COVID and then COVID hit and paused yeah. everybody's world. But, hey, I'm here to to give it all.
1: Well, folks, um, tune in next week again as we have another special guest, Erica Garcia. Thank you so much for being on a show today. No, thank um, you so
2: much for having me here.
1: I know it goes by so fast. It it's does. Thirty-minute show. <laughs> uh, we try to hit all the you they, know, I, areas. I
2: had so much to just give, but hey, it's okay. I, I we always it, whatever comes out, it's what it's supposed to. Be. Next time
0: you have to bring tacos, right, Paul?
2: She, hey, can you... all,
0: she can come back anytime if she brings Paco.
2: Okay, I just <laughs> let me know when. I'll bring the lomo.
0: <laughs> well, folks, there you have it.
1: Erika Garcia, one of our ambassadors here at the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Thank you for tuning in to our community podcast show powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Don't forget, December 15th is our annual toy drive. It's only a few weeks away. Tune in to that event and, of course, come out and support and bring toys for our local community kids. Paul, thank you so much. And uh, OC Talk Radio, take it away.
0: Well, there you have it. That doesn't make you want to come back and hear more. I don't know what will. As we meet our community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County. Powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio, streaming live from our studios here at the University of California, Irvine's Beal Applied Innovation Center i